Hello, good and beautiful people of all souls. It is a joy to be with you this morning. And as president of your Unitarian Universalist Association, it is my honor to bring you greetings from everyone at the UUA and from your over 1,000 sibling congregations who send you their greetings and celebratory spirit on this, your bicentennial anniversary. Happy 200 years. And it is also my great joy and deep pleasure to be here and to share in worship with your distinguished senior minister, the Reverend Galen Gingrich, and with your fabulous associate minister, the Reverend Audette Fulbright, and with the incredible staff and musicians of this congregation. What a joy to be here. It is indeed good to be together. On such an historic occasion, it is fitting to reflect on the question of our purpose as religious communities. How in this time and for these days are we being called as Unitarian Universalists? Truthfully, it is not so different than how we have always been called. In her book, Emergent Strategy, the author, activist, and black feminist, Adrienne Marie Brown says that right now, we are in an imagination battle. Brown says that some imaginations give us borders, give us superiority, give us race as an indicator of ability. She says she often feels trapped inside someone else's imagination and must use her own in order to break free. Now there are indications of this imagination battle all around us. And maybe one of the reasons it is so hard to build common ground and understanding across what feels like deepening divides in our nation and across the globe. I too often feel that I'm living in someone else's imagination, an imagination driven by fear and scarcity, one focused on winners and losers, one that seems to revel in cruelty. But here's the thing, as religious people, we are fundamentally in the business of cultivating the spiritual imagination of people. And Unitarian Universalism imagines a world not of fear and division, but one of care and sustenance, one of possibility and abundance, one of interdependence and interconnection. This spiritual imagination is invoked by the very name of your congregation and the lasting words of William Ellerly Channing. We are all part of the great family of all souls. Our faith imagines a world where humanity is one and where no one is outside of the circle of love. Now to be clear, when I speak of imagination, I'm not talking about fiction. 
what we perceive about the world, what our expectations and hopes are for our lives, our relationships, our society, these are rooted in a host of sources. They are rooted in our direct experience. They're shaped by knowledge and learning, shaped by the people we admire, shaped by our values and what we believe to be most important, and yes, shaped by our theology. More than 200 years ago, in his groundbreaking articulation of universalist theology, a treatise on atonement, Hosea Ballou argued that our beliefs about the nature of God and humanity ultimately shape what we create in this world. When we imagine God as vengeful, angry, and one who divides people into worthy and unworthy, the saved and the damned, then we create these very same dynamics in our own families, our own communities, and in our society. When we imagine God as spiteful, cruel, and unforgiving, then we come to expect this of our leaders. And we even empower people with these qualities. In other words, what we imagine of God and humanity, what we teach in this respect, shapes our imagination and informs what we value and build in our world. 200 years ago, to a nation whose religious imagination was steeped in notions of God's judgment and humanity's depravity, universalism brought a message of God's love, of humanity's unity and creation, and of the abundance of grace. And this was profoundly liberating, and it spread like the morning sun, especially across rural areas. Indeed, both Unitarianism and Universalism so profoundly reshaped the American religious landscape that 100 years ago, during the centennial celebration of All Souls, an event attended by many Unitarian luminaries, including US, former US President William Howard Taft and former president of Harvard University, Charles William Eliot, Eliot declared on that day, that thanks to Unitarianism, the deity is no longer pictured as cruel and harsh, but a God of mercy, love, tenderness, and justice. Amen to that. That is powerful. And for a time, it was true. 100 years later, as we mark your 200th anniversary, our nation's religious landscape is not what it was. It is time that we draw strength from our early forebearers. To understand that as Unitarian Universalists, there is a great task before us. To breathe life into the spiritual imagination of our people, our communities, and our nation in ways that lift up the values of mercy and love, tenderness and justice. 200 years after your founding, your ministry is as vital and needed as ever. 
a ministry deeply rooted in community and how we care for each other, deeply rooted in how we live and share the experiences of radical hospitality, generosity, love, courage, and the inherent worth and dignity of each and every person. A ministry and a theology that nurtures and celebrates the fullness and the possibility of who we are called to be, of who we can be as human beings. This is a critical moment in history and so much is at stake for our country and for our planet. This is no time for a casual faith, no time for a casual commitment to what you value and hold most dear. And this is no time to go it alone. Right now, even in this time of uncertainty, there are so many indications of hope, so many ways in which we as a faith movement and others among us, not just as individual congregations, but together as Unitarian Universalists, are nurturing a powerful spiritual and prophetic imagination in our communities and for our children. It's happening right here at All Souls. Through your dedication, generosity, and commitment to this congregation, you are changing the lives of young people and adults and families in ways you will never know. Children's lives are being saved right now in your religious education program. And I know that because when I was five years old, the Unitarian Universalist congregation where I grew up saved my life. Because in the midst of turmoil in my family, that community showed me so much unconditional love, shared with me such joy that it planted a seed in my own imagination that something else was possible for me. And we must understand that individual salvation and taking care of our own is insufficient at this time. All over this country, our congregations, in partnership with our larger association, are making profound differences in the communities in which they serve. For example, the UUA's Comprehensive Sexuality Curriculum, Our Whole Lives, or OWL as it is known, is saving lives every day as it teaches young people about sexual health, consent, and the beauty of the spectrum of sexual orientation and gender identity. And in all of our congregations, with adults and young people, we teach love in the face of fear. And we teach the wisdom of religious pluralism in a time of growing religious extremism, anti-Semitism, and Islamophobia. This matters so much. This matters right here in New York City, in one of the most diverse and greatest cities in the world. But consider, too, what it means in places like Cheyenne, Wyoming, and Birmingham, Alabama, and Terre Haute, Indiana, and Boise, Idaho. These and so many communities where UU congregations may be the only place that is preaching and teaching this good news. Our faith as Unitarian Universalists matters, and it is needed. What we teach of God, what we teach of humanity, what we teach of love and interconnection and interdependence, these are vital for our future. 
And they are the ways that we enkindle a spiritual imagination and experience in people that can bring possibility and hope and courage in these days where so much feels so precarious and uncertain. And our ministries all over the country are strengthened by and resourced by the covenant that all of our congregations make to each other to support a larger association so we can provide curriculum and resources that save lives all over this country. I want to thank you, all souls, for the ways you are working to strengthen your own financial covenant and commitment with the UUA. For we are more effective and more powerful when we invest in each other and our life-saving ministries you know, because the challenges we face in this country are not just political and social, they are fundamentally moral. And so nurturing the spiritual imagination of unity, of abundance, and of interdependence is critical. This is true in our individual congregations as well as our movement as a whole. One of the greatest challenges before us is that in times of uncertainty and change and disruption, and we are certainly living in times of uncertainty, change, and disruption. There is a tendency for institutions and individuals to withdraw and grow fearful, to hold back, to shut down. This is why the rhetoric and policies of scarcity and hate, cynicism and isolation grow in this time. But it is exactly in these times when we need, when we most need, visionary spiritual imaginations when we need audacious leaders and bold communities they're showing a new way forward one that is life giving life affirming and life saving and one that is deeply grounded in covenant and a commitment beyond ourselves this is why right now at the uua we are launching a nationwide voter engagement, voter education, voter mobilization effort called You, You, The Vote. Now, what do I mean by You, You, The Vote? Well, out in the wider world, Unitarian Universalists are known as the people who show up. But I want to challenge us over the next year to not only be the people who show up, but the people who partner with other communities to help others show up and turn out to vote. Because our democracy is weakening and it is under direct attack and has been for a generation. And the best way to fight increasingly sophisticated voter suppression efforts is through voter mobilization. Democracy requires engagement. The promise of a multiracial, multicultural, pluralistic society is founded on a multiracial, multicultural, pluralistic democracy. And our democracy needs advocates and defenders right now more than ever. You know, those early universalists, they understood that salvation was an individual a collective. And those early Unitarians, they understood that our primary concern must not be the hereafter, but the here and now. Together, they've given us a deeply liberating theology and an abundant vision of humanity and what is possible. 
and giving life to this vision through how we live, through what we give, through where we show up and what we sacrifice and what we care for and what we build, this is the way that we are being called right now. This is the work that is ours to do. It is my prayer for you all souls as you begin the next 100 years of your ministry and all of our faith communities everywhere that we will be places that renew and strengthen a vital spiritual imagination of compassion and interdependence, of generosity and tenderness, of courage and of love, an imagination that knows the inherent worth and dignity of every person and knows that we are in this together and inspires us to nurture a world where all people can thrive. May we keep answering this call together. Amen.